This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The liturgical scripture readings for the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of the prophet Amos. Hear this, you who trample upon the needy and destroy the poor of the land. When will the new moon be over, you ask, that we may sell our grain, and the Sabbath, that we may display the wheat? We will diminish the ephah, add to the shekel, and fix our scales for cheating. We will buy the lowly for silver, and the poor for a pair of sandals. Even the refuge of the wheat we will sell. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, never will I forget a thing they have done. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. Praise the Lord who lifts up the poor. Praise the Lord who lifts up the poor. Praise you servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord both now and forever. Praise the Lord who lifts up the poor. High above all nations is the Lord. Above the heavens is his glory. Who is like the Lord our God? Who is enthroned on high? and looks upon the heavens and the earth below. Praise the Lord who lifts up the poor. He raises up the lowly from the dust. From the dunghill he lifts up the poor to seat them with princes, with the princes of his own people. Praise the Lord who lifts up the poor. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, first of all, I ask that supplications, prayers and petitions, and thanksgivings be offered for everyone, for kings and for all in authority, that we may lead a quiet and tranquil life in all devotion and dignity. This is good and pleasing to God our Savior, who wills everyone to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, there is also one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus who gave himself as ransom for all. This was the testimony at the proper time. For this I was appointed preacher and apostle. I am speaking the truth. I am not lying. Teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. It is my wish, then, that in every place the men should pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or argument. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, A rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said, What is this I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship, because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, What shall I do now that my master is taking the position of steward away from me? I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. 
I know what I shall do, so that when I am removed from the stewardship, they may welcome me into their homes. He called in his master's debtors one by one. To the first he said, How much do you owe my master? He replied, One hundred measures of olive oil. He said to him, Here is your promissory note. Sit down and quickly write one for fifty. Then to another the steward said, And you, how much do you owe? He replied, One hundred cores of wheat. The steward said to him, Here is your promissory note. Write one for eighty. And the master commended that dishonest steward for acting prudently. For the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. I tell you, make friends for yourselves with dishonest wealth, so that when it fails, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. The person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. And the person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If therefore you are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Kevin, with this 25th Sunday of Ordinary Time, we have a theme running through all three of our readings, and it's this theme of justice, how the strong and the wealthy prey upon the weak and the poor. Yeah, that's very true. And boy, in this first reading, we have the book of Amos, and he is bringing it, Carla. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he, does not, he does not mince words. No. <laughs> and, uh, you know, again, just to kind of set the stage for Amos, and this is uh, his famous quote out of Amos chapter 7, says, I am no prophet nor a prophet's son, but I'm a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore trees. And the Lord took me from following the flock, and the Lord said to me, go prophesy to my people Israel. And, and so, you know, I, I was reflecting on this uh, a few days ago, and I kind of thought about this this way. You know, oftentimes it's better for maybe a disinterested third party to deliver a difficult message. You know, sometimes, and we see this oftentimes in our parish, you know, that oftentimes it's the visiting priest who might come and uh, deliver, say, a, a very stark message, which we often need to hear, because, you know, our pastor, right, he's got to live with this parish. <laughs> he's got, I got to live with these people, you know? <laughs> so, so oftentimes you have this, I'll say this, this third party that comes in and, and Amos comes in and says, look, I'm not a professional prophet, right? The Lord God told me to come tell you this. You know, it's not like I've got some, my, my, my reputation or my career doesn't depend on what I'm telling you or not telling you or how you respond. I'm just going to lay down what the Lord tells you and you kind of think about, you know, and I don't really know a lot about the professional prophets back then, but, you know, think about if um, you had someone come to you today, Carl, and say, hey, trust me, I'm a politician. Listen to me, right? <laughs> right? right. Same, could have been the same idea, right? Hey, trust me, I'm a professional prophet. This is what God's saying. And, and so oftentimes I think it's someone who comes in from the outside who says, look, I don't have necessarily any skin in this game. I'm just going to give you the message that the Lord told me to, to tell you, and you better listen. Right, um, right, and and right. we see what, you know, because obviously the, the many of the Jews at the time were completely ignoring God's laws, breaking their commandments. I mean, think about the new moon and the Sabbath that Amos, Amos brings up. Those were times of prayer and rest, and yet you had corrupt merchants who were spending this time scheming rather than praying. You had this hypocrisy and stealing of diminishing the ephah and adding to the shekel and fixing the scales. This is all breaking very fundamental commandments 
that the Lord has given us. And, and so we see all this preying on the poor and the desperate and the weak. And, and, and this is why I think God said, look, I need to bring someone from the outside in to really tell you that this is really upsetting me. And these are the words of the Lord, you, and you need to listen. Oh, yeah, exactly. And in addition to the harm that was being caused to individuals, look at what it does to society as a whole, right? Economic Political and moral decay are the three elements that will eventually bring down the collapse of a nation. And in fact, it did lead to the fall of the great Babylonian Empire. And those three elements were also present in Jerusalem at the time of our Lord. And Jesus warned the Jewish leaders about the destruction that laid ahead if they would not listen to him. So in this reading, we hear the lamentation. When will the new moon be over, you know, that we can sell our grain and the Sabbath that we may display wheat? You know, we, we will diminish the ephah and add to the shekel and so on. And these Jews were, were complaining, or these Israelites, where they were complaining um, about practicing their faith. And they had reduced to, to a mere set of rules and guidelines. You know, they resented the law that was governing the Sabbath with the strict restrictions on work and commerce. And the moral corruption had grown to the point that Jewish shopkeepers exploited the poor with unfair business practices. And yeah, like the, the reading says, they were fixing their scales to measure out a smaller portion of grain so they can inflate the prices of many of life's basic necessities. And that made it very difficult for the poor and the needy to even survive. Yeah, that, that's very true. And you mentioned about all that decay. Uh, it's obviously no surprise that we are seeing that decay in our own country today. Exactly. In fact, many countries in, in the world. Um, and and it really is, we we just quite frankly need Jesus Christ in, in here, in, in our country. And, and that, I think, is what Paul is really talking to here about something we can do, concretely we can do to help our country. <clears throat> it says, first of all, I ask that supplications prayers, petitions, and thanksgivings be offered for everyone, for kings and all in authority that we may lead, <clears throat> she may a quiet and tranquil life. So not only is Paul asking to pray for everyone, praying for that common good, he does specifically ask that we pray for our leaders. And I would say that we need to pray not only for our secular leaders, but also our spiritual leaders, that indeed the, the tug of sin, that smoke of Satan that tries to infiltrate everything that we do from our church to our private lives to our, to our uh, society here, we need to pray that all of, everyone finds God's will for them in their lives. And, and this is, it's kind of funny because when I say this, I need to make sure, you know, we don't say, you know, God, I sure hope this person so-and-so sure cleans up their act, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? This needs to say, you know, God, we need to pray that as time, you are eternal and you have this, you you conquered death by the, you know, by, by Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection, but we need to go ahead and place our prayers at his feet and then rely on him that indeed all this will work out for good. Exactly. And we're praying specifically for the Pope the cardinals, the bishops, and especially our overburdened priests who often struggle just to meet the needs of large parishes and sometimes even multiple parishes. And we need to pray for vocations to the priesthood. After all, if there are no priests, there is no mass. And if there's no mass, there is no Eucharist. Yeah. And then this follows on a beautiful brief summary of the gospel. This is good and pleasing to God, our Savior, who wills that everyone to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. Right. That's why we pray for everyone, the people we like, the people we don't like. And again, to, to be able to go ahead and have, have them be open to God's will in their life and how important that is. Mm-hmm. 
Well, talking about God's will in their lives, uh, we're going to move to the gospel and uh, have, <laughs> again, quite a uh, important story here. We actually, you know, we read from the prodigal son last week, and I'm going to bring up maybe, I think, some surprising similarities with this reading of the steward with the prodigal son. Remember, in both of these parables, both act wrongly to the one in authority over them, uh, both squander and waste, uh, both figure out a way to survive, and then both receive an unexpected response when returning. So there's so many story uh, similarities when setting up the story, but we do see some differences in the lessons that we see. Of course, the prodigal son, we see that lesson of that process of conversion. And then I think that they put the steward after this because as you go through that process of conversion, as you embrace your faith life, then we see with the steward, we need to use our earthly goods to build the kingdom of God. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. And the message in this gospel really is simple. We cannot serve two masters. The lifestyle we live and the habits that we develop are choices that will directly impact how we live our eternity. Now, the dishonest steward in this story comes up with a scheme to get on good standing with his master's debtors so that when he's out of work, which will happen very shortly, he can go to them for food and shelter. And when the master learns of this clever scheme, he commends the steward for acting so prudently. And at first, this sounds really confusing, like, why is Jesus condoning dishonesty? But he's not. Jesus isn't suggesting that dishonest practices are somehow justified in the end. He's using this as an example of tactics that we should use to secure a future in heaven. And Jesus uses the phrase, the children of light, and he's referring to those who are doing their best to live in God's friendship. And he goes on to say, make friends with dishonest wealth. And at first glance, that doesn't sound to, uh, to make like it makes any sense either. But I think that's because of the wording. Essentially, Jesus is telling us to use the wealth of the world prudently so that our worldly goods can further the kingdom of God. And we might do this by supporting religious orders, Catholic education, various Catholic char charities, and other Catholic causes. And then he says, those who are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth cannot be trusted with true wealth. So in this world of ours, this is a training ground, and we need to sort out our priorities and fix our sights on heaven as our only goal. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.